0: Welcome to this week's episode of American Football the British Way. I'm your host, British, just like the people, (laughs) and I am here to give you the absolute basics necessary to understand America's game of football. With the kickoff of the regular season of the NFL just this week, there's no better time to brush up on the basics of the game. The goal isn't to leave this listen feeling like an ESPN analyst, but to give you the tools to enjoy as many football games as you desire without ever having to ask what's happening after every play. I'll break down the game and teach you the common phrases you'll hear from touchdown to tackle and hopefully leave you wanting more. There's kind of a lot to know about football, but the key here is what do you really need to know to enjoy watching the game? You need to know the players, right? So on each side of the field, there are 11 players. That means during any given play of the game, there are 11 people out on offense and 11 people out on defense. So who are your offensive players? Well, the number one guy that you always hear about is the quarterback This is the playmaker. This is the one who is calling the shots. They are in charge of seeing the whole field and deciding where the ball should go. Now, don't get me wrong. You have a coach that's calling plays on the backside, meaning they're telling the quarterback in their ear. These quarterbacks actually have like things in their helmet that helps them hear what plays are being called. (laughs) Technology is wild, but That person is there to help figure out the entire scheme of the game. They look at the whole field and decide which way is the best direction to go with the ball. How do they do that? I'm not really sure. You should kind of see some of these videos of what it looks like inside a quarterback's helmet. It's pretty wild, and it gave me a way better appreciation for the game. Well, who protects the quarterback? Those are the offensive linemen. You know you see the big guys that you're like, do you play football? It's because they're tall, they're thick boys, and they're there to line up. There are always five offensive linemen. So now we're at six players. Remember I said there's 11 out there, okay? There are five offensive linemen. Their job is to block for the quarterback, meaning they are there to protect and try to keep the defense From knocking the quarterback down, catching the ball from the quarterback when he's trying to throw it to one of his players, or frankly, just disrupting the play. That's what they're there to do. Protect and keep from disruption. You could really get into what each individual position of theirs is, but again, for the sake of simplicity and just wanting to understand what you're watching... All you really need to know is they're there to protect that quarterback and try to make it so that quarterback can get the ball from his hands closer to the end zone. What's an end zone, by the way? Well, that's that big rectangular space on each side of the field. Each team has an end zone. One they're trying to protect, that's theirs, and one they're trying to get into, that's their opponent's. Does that make sense? I'll draw you a diagram. Who else do you have on the field, on the offense? Well, you have the running backs. Okay, so this guy's job is to get the ball and literally run. They are trying to get as far down the field as possible and hopefully into the end zone to score a touchdown. What's a touchdown? We'll talk about that in just a minute. Anyway, you also have what's called a fullback, but this guy is kind of like like a running back. And an offensive line and mixed into one. Like, they're normally behind the quarterback. And, well, you know, I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that they're, without making it seem too crazy, other than the fact that they're there to do kind of both. And so is a tight end. So that person is great for blocking, but they can also catch the ball. You ever heard of a Travis Kelsey? He's a tight end. He's tall, but he can run. He can block. We got another really good tight end that's currently playing in the league. His name's George Kittle. He does the same thing. He can catch the ball. He can run with the ball, but he can also block. They're normally bigger than your average wide receiver, and that's the other position that I'm going to explain to you. The wild receiver, the wild receiver, he is kind of wild actually. The wide receiver is like the flashy guy on the field. He is fast and his job is to run out from that line and try to catch a pass. These guys are generally super quick and they have great hands, meaning they can jump up and catch a ball, that seems nearly impossible. There are some great receivers in this league, and pretty much every team has at least one superstar. So who are those people that are going against the offense? Well, that's the defense. So what are defensive positions? Well, you have defensive linemen. Those are also the bigger guys, and Kind of on the opposite of the offensive line, these guys are trying to tackle. And by tackle, I mean take down pretty much everybody. Okay, they used to just kind of run and try to sack. That's what we call taking down the quarterback while he still has the ball. They used to try to just sack, but they really have to do a lot more than that. They might even have to try to stop a receiver, depending on the position that they're in. It's. A lot, but oh man, it's very important, okay? Speaking of those wide receivers, you have what's called cornerbacks. Uh, A lot of people joke, myself included, that a cornerback is basically just a wide receiver that doesn't catch as well. By that, I just mean they have to be equally as fast as your wide receiver so that they can try to keep up with them and do what's called intercepting the football. This is when that defensive player... Catches the pass from the offense. It turns the tables in the gameplay and means that the team that was on defense now becomes on offense. It sounds way more confusing than it actually is. Just know that a cornerback is also normally really, really fast. Okay? You have linebackers. So there's normally four linebackers and three defensive linemen. It feels like they all sound the same, and that's because they do, okay? Important to actual gameplay is just knowing that these people all have the same roles, basically. Like, they're the quarterbacks of the defense, kind of. And and it really just means, like, they're there to try to predict and understand what kind of play the offense is going to try to make. There's also what's called a safety on the defense, and that's just kind of like, if all else fails, hopefully this player can keep that offense from scoring. It doesn't always work like that because most games have scores, right? But that's the basics of what you need to know for each position. Positions come up in different ways. And like I said, like there are even more intricacies into all of these, but If you're just trying to watch football on a basic level and you hear, oh, the quarterback threw it 30 yards down the field and you don't even know what a quarterback is, what use is that? We also have in football what are called special teams. And everybody wants to be special. So we understand that having a special team is very important. (laughs) You have your kicker okay they are there to kick the ball off the ground they kick during multiple different times and and most of it relates to scoring so when i talk to you about how to score that's exactly when i'll explain the kicker we also have punters Um, they also kick the ball which you would think would happen a lot more given that this is called football but doesn't happen as often as you would imagine. It's probably why all those soccer blokes uh, don't like us as much because we call our game football and we don't even kick the ball. Not like in real footy. I'm, my name is obviously British. My accent isn't, so please excuse me. Um, then you have a kick returner. This position is normally a person that is a wide receiver because they're fast. They catch the ball and then try to run it all the way back, same way that a punt returner does. And then you have a long snapper, which, I mean, I haven't even explained what snapping the ball is to you, so don't worry about that one so much. The point is, football, it has a lot of different positions. The end goal is always the same, to score points. So let's talk about how you get the most points. A touchdown. How do you score a touchdown? So in order to score a touchdown, a player has to cross over. Remember that rectangular box we talked about at the end of each field, part of the field? Okay, that's called the end zone. In order to score a touchdown, a player crosses over into the end zone of the opposing team. Now, you can't just exist in the end zone, okay? You have to be in possession AKA holding the football. How does this happen? Either the quarterback throws the football in the air to a receiver, a tight end. Heck, they can actually even throw it to a running back. I mentioned this gets a little confusing, right? But they throw the ball to an eligible player and that person catches the ball either directly in the end zone or catches it and runs into the end zone. You have to have two feet down in the end zone in order to count that touchdown by the way that's one of the nfl's many many rules it's often debated and thank goodness for replays because half the time you can't tell without looking at it from multiple angles if the both feet even made it in into the end zone you can also just run the ball directly into the end zone How would this happen? Well, those running backs that I mentioned, the quarterback can hand them off the ball, and they can run and try to dodge defenders to get into the end zone. The quarterback himself can even hold the ball and run into the end zone on his own. Uh, Normally known as a QB sneak, and this happens a lot of times when you're already very close to the end zone. There's a lot of area to cover on a football field. You have to make it all the way from one end to the other. It's a hundred yards. And we're American, so what are even yards? I don't know. It's fine. Uh, It's a long way. That's the distance. (laughs) A touchdown is worth six points. This is the highest amount of points for a single event that you can get during a football game. Six points. Super important. Now, when that touchdown is completed, you have two separate options. First option is you can go for a ding, ding, ding kick. This is called the extra point. That kicker is going to try to kick the ball to get through the goalpost, on the goalpost. It's that big yellow statue that's on both ends of the field. And I'm calling it a statue because that's basically what it looks like. Well, that goal post has two vertical bars, and those are called uprights. And then they have a crossbar in the middle. So the goal of the kicker is to get the ball through both of those uprights and over the crossbar. If this happens at the end of your touchdown, you get one extra point. You also only get one chance at this, so you really hope that you can make it. But if you know anything about, let's say, basketball, it's basically like shooting a free throw. Most players can do it. You're going to miss it on occasion, but generally it's something that you're going to get. There are different things that can affect how difficult that is. One of those things is the weather. If it's super windy, that's going to affect how you kick the ball. If it's super cold, it's going to affect how that ball feels up against your foot. If it's super hot, maybe the ball is sweating and so you slip. Anything can happen. But generally, once you kick the field goal, it goes in and you get one extra point. So now your total for that whole scoring drive is seven points. You can also do what's called a two-point conversion. And lo and behold, ladies and gentlemen, those two points are in the name. Can I get an amen? <laughs> it makes it so much easier to understand. Why doesn't touchdown have six in it somewhere? I don't know. But again, people like to try to confuse you. And all you want to do is enjoy the game. <laughs> so if a team is feeling frisky or far behind, or maybe they just want to absolutely secure their win, what they might do is, is go for a two-point conversion this is basically lining up as if they are trying to score another touchdown the difference is you get only one shot at it and that's kind of hard and you can do it in the same ways that you scored the original touchdown you can have the quarterback throw it to someone in the end zone you can have somebody run it into the end zone if successful You get two extra points, so now your scoring drive goes from six to eight. You could miss both of those opportunities and only get six points for the whole drive, but that's the most amount of points that you can score in any type of scoring event during this game. We also have what's known as a field goal. That doesn't tell you how many points you get at all either. But again, like I mentioned, none of this always makes a lot of sense. It's just important to know. Have you ever noticed that people just expect you to understand sports when you're watching and nobody really just explains to you what you're supposed to be watching? It's almost as if we all missed a course in grade school that was like, here is every popular sport and all the rules you need to know about it. I mean, they're basically taking gym class out of schools nowadays, and they just expect everybody to understand things when you watch it. And if you've never played this sport before, the likelihood that you just off the top of your head know everything there is to know about it is really low. But I don't think you need to know every single intricacy to get to the end goal of just enjoying the game. So that's my soapbox, and I'm going to stand off of it for a minute. A field goal is worth three points. So why might a team try to kick a field goal? It happens for a couple different reasons. When you're going across the field to try to get into the end zone, you only have a set number of tries to get 10 yards. You get four tries. Those are called downs. So for example, on your first try, It is first and 10, meaning you have the first opportunity to get 10 yards. On that first opportunity, let's say you get, for example, two yards. Your next opportunity would then be second and eight, meaning it is your second chance, and now you're trying to get the remaining eight yards. If you get to your fourth chance, and you have not made it all 10 yards, for example, you are at four and two, and we're just using four and two for simplicity's sakes, because you could be four and 32, and I haven't even come close to explaining to you the pen- the penalties that could get you into that situation. We'll talk about penalties on a later episode, because it's a lot to dive into, so much so that the NFL is updating them every single year. So it's a lot to keep up with. But let's say you are at your fourth try and two. So you would say fourth and two, okay? If you do not get those two yards when you attempt to get them at that last fourth try, the other team gets the ball exactly where you were on the field. So if you hadn't made it very far away from your end zone, the other team is going to be much closer in their attempt to score a touchdown. But let's say you've made it more than halfway across the field, and now you're on your fourth try. You're too far away to really feel comfortable to get those yards, but you're much closer than wanting to just do absolutely nothing you can bring your kicker out onto the field and they can attempt to kick the ball from that spot through those uprights through the goalpost some kickers are better than others you might hear of a name of Justin Tucker he's the kicker for the Baltimore Ravens he can kick the ball really far and it's not just about how far you kick it you have to be accurate If you kick 60 yards, but it goes wide and you miss getting it in between those bars, it doesn't count. And now the ball is turned over to the other team. But if you make it, you get three points, okay? The last way that you can score points is the most unconventional way. And I say that because most games don't have a safety, and that's what this is called. So if you're on offense and you have your ball, and for some reason you get tackled in your own end zone, the defense gets two points. They successfully took you down in your own end zone. There's a couple other reasons that somebody might get points from a safety, okay? And they can be confusing, too. It's potentially you're in possession of the ball and you lose it out of the back of the end zone. There's a lot of rules and regulations, but the main way that people attain those two points from a safety is tackling the offense in their own end zone. That was a lot of information. Let's recap. A touchdown is worth six points. You get the opportunity to score extra points Either one or two. One extra point comes in the form of kicking the ball. Two extra points comes in the form of converting another touchdown-like experience. You can score three points by getting a field goal, or you can score two points by getting a safety. Safeties are weird, too, because that team that scored the safety... so. In this case, that's the team that's on defense. They score the safety and get two points, and then they get to try to score a touchdown. Like, that other team has to kick the ball to them and give them a chance to score a touchdown. So not only are they getting points, but they're getting the opportunity at more points. You really don't want to get tackled in your own end zone, okay? That's where those offensive linemen come in. They need to be watching out and making sure to protect you from getting tackled. It's also really important that that quarterback, the quarterback, the important person, is reading the defense well enough to know if there is a strong chance. That way they can throw the ball to one of their receivers or running backs or tight ends, or they can throw the ball away to make sure that it doesn't get intercepted or that they get tackled. Does that make sense? (laughs) I hope it does. If it doesn't, rewind and listen again. I promise you, it doesn't have to be any more difficult than it sounds. So how many teams are there in the NFL? Here's what's crazy. Uh, How many states do we have? 50? uh, 51, if you want to count Puerto Rico which we never seem to do, but this isn't a political podcast. So we have 50 states and we have 32 NFL teams. Yikes. I mean, I say yikes, but it's actually a good thing because it means that there's more opportunities for you to pick what team you want to root for, okay? The teams are all different names, but they're not even all different states. Some states, some cities have more than one team. When you break down the NFL, you have two main conferences, two main divisions, okay? You have what's called the NFC. That stands for the National Football Conference. This is also the conference of the team that I root for, so there might be a little more leaning towards the NFC in this podcast, but I will try very hard to be objective. Then you also have the AFC, that's the American football conference, okay? They're split up equally. There are 16 teams in each conference. And then if you want to get really technical, those teams get broken up into four different groups: north, south, east, and west. I won't bother you with the specifics of that. But let me tell you the NFC teams and the AFC teams just so you have an idea when you hear people talk about it. For the NFC, you have the Arizona Cardinals, the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Chicago Bears, duh, Bears, that's my team, I'm from Chicago, Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, boo, I'm booing softly because I'm not trying to yell at you, but I want you to know that if you choose to be a Packers fan, then, then you choose to go against me, the Los Angeles Rams, the Minnesota Vikings, the New Orleans Saints, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Washington Commanders, which is hilarious because that team is now under new ownership, and they've only been called the Washington Commanders for a small period of time. They had a previous way more offensive name before that, and uh, everybody has talked about the fact that The Washington Commanders probably won't keep the name Commanders. They were the Washington football team right before that, and I kind of liked it. I think it stuck. It was kind of fun to just be the football team. Then for your AFC teams, you have the Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's actually my secondary team, so I'm happy to root for the Bengals as well. The Cleveland Browns, the Denver Broncos, the Houston Texans. Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, who are the current Super Bowl champions. The Super Bowl is the end-all be-all. That's what all these teams are playing for in the end, is that championship. Las Vegas Raiders, RIP to the Oakland Raiders. uh, Nothing happened to them. They just moved to Las Vegas. The Los Angeles Chargers, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, New York Jets, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Tennessee Titans. 32 teams, 32 chances for a Super Bowl champion every season. So with it being week one, let me explain. There are 18 weeks in the regular season. This actually only increased for the 2021 season and beyond. It used to be only 17 weeks. So with 18 weeks, every team plays 17 games. British, um, you said there was 18 weeks and you're saying they only play 17 games. I know that I do my girl math, but uh, that math ain't mathing. Well, actually, uh, listener, that's because every team gets what's called a bye week. Like, bye, see you later. (laughs) What this really just means is that they get one week to take a break. Everybody does not take a break the same week. Those Breaks don't start until week five of the regular season. That means the first four weeks of the season, every single team is playing a game. It's it's almost the most exciting time of football because there's just so much football going on at that time. Don't get me wrong. The playoffs have their own special allure. Watching the Super Bowl is fun and exciting for more than just the commercials and the dip but the dips are really good, too. Uh, It's just that the Super Bowl is the culmination of the season. For football fans, this is it. This is the end. You know, we've been waiting all year to get to this point, but when it's not your team, you watch and you're excited because it's the end, but you're sad at the same time because it means it's going to be over. When are games played? Most... Football games in the NFL are played on, you guessed it, Sundays. However, there's also Thursday night football, Monday night football, and some occasional Saturday football. Uh, That does not happen every week of the season. So let's just talk about week one. Week one, our season opener is on Thursday, and it is the Detroit Lions playing the current Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Lions are playing at Kansas City's stadium, at Arrowhead. Every stadium has a name, and you don't need to know all of them. Just know when you're looking at a schedule, the team on the left is the team that is traveling, meaning they're playing at the team that's listed on the right's stadium. So the Detroit Lions are playing at the Kansas City Chiefs, and this should be a very exciting game. Not only is it the first game of the season, but this is the reigning Super Bowl champions trying to show the rest of the league that they're still champions and that they plan on trying to repeat that championship. It's also huge for the Lions because they have been on a serious come up over the past couple years. There's a fantastic show. It's called Hard Knocks. I don't know if you've heard of it, but if you're really interested in learning about the background of football, uh, there's a Hard Knocks season going on right now. But there were some previous seasons that showcased the Lions. And one thing that Hard Knocks does really well is just get you pumped up for the specific team that it's following So a lot of people really fell in love with the Detroit Lions from watching Hard Knocks. And everybody roots for an underdog. They've never won before. And so there's something special about the allure that it could possibly be their year to be not only on top of their division, but potentially take a strong chance into the playoffs. If they lose this game, but they keep it tight... People will have a lot of really positive things to say about them. If they happen to win this game, it will be something. It won't just be the case that they won. It'll also be the case that the Chiefs lost. And that's what happens in these big matchups. A lot of these games won't have as many large implications, but... This one is on center stage. It's what what we would call a prime time game, meaning it's the only game being played that night. So it's the game that everybody will be watching. Once you get to Sunday, the games are all at three separate times. So there's a one o'clock slate, meaning the majority of the teams are going to play at 1 p.m. Eastern. Okay, that is starts the whole football day the only time you have a game being played any earlier than that and this is actually pretty fun is some nfl games end up being played overseas and those games end up showing for a tv on us for us at like you know nine o'clock ten o'clock in the morning it's pretty exciting So anyway, this Sunday, uh, here are your one o'clock games. You have the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons, Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Games like that, uh, Bengals versus Browns, where they're both interstate, uh, tend to be big games, too. Most teams have rivalries. And while that's not the only rival for the Bengals It definitely feels more important because you're getting Ohioans against Ohioans. Um, You have the Jacksonville Jaguars that are going to play the Indianapolis Colts, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Minnesota Vikings, the Tennessee Titans playing the New York Saints, and the San Francisco 49ers playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Finally, you have the Arizona Cardinals playing the Washington Commanders. Those are all your 1 p.m. Eastern games. How are you going to know which game you get to watch? Well, generally your cable network is going to show you the game that's closest to you. So if you don't live in a city or a state that has professional football, it's going to most likely show you the football that it's. It thinks relates to you the closest. So, my guess is my people down in Lexington, Kentucky, are going to get the Bengals game because that's the closest thing they have to a football team. Um, as a Chicagoan living in Cincinnati, My hope is always to be able to watch a Bears game, but a lot of times, unless you're going somewhere that has multiple games on different TVs, you're kind of just at the mercy of whatever's being shown to you. But you could always buy something extra to watch more games. It's just right now we're just trying to get you to be a fan and understand the game you're watching to begin with. Your next slate of games are the four o'clock games, which don't actually just start at 4 o'clock. In this instance, they all start at 4.25 p.m. Eastern. There you have, to me, the game of the week, which is the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. This isn't just huge because I'm a Bears fan, keep in mind. This is big because this is one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL. This game has major implications for both fan bases on how each team is going to perform for the rest of the season. It's also about bragging rights. Um, I'm reluctant to say that the Green Bay Packers have won a lot of the games in the most recent years that we've been playing them, and it's been difficult because Packers fans are relentless on the internet, but we, we do persevere, okay? Uh, you have the Las Vegas Raiders playing the Denver Broncos, the Miami Dolphins playing the Los Angeles Chargers, the Philadelphia Eagles. That is the other team that went to the Super Bowl last year that happened to lose, although they put up a very good fight and they probably should have won. But that is, again, another story for another day. Uh, Playing the New England Patriots, the Los Angeles Rams playing the Seattle Seahawks. That's it for your 425 p.m. Eastern games. Uh, they start to get less and less because, again, you only have 32 teams, right? Then finally, you have another primetime game. That is your Sunday night game. does not start till 8.20 p.m. Eastern. And for this Sunday night, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Our last game of week one is a huge game. It is the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Uh, You remember that show I was telling you about called Hard Knocks? Well, right now, Hard Knocks is following the New York Jets, and I'll tell you why. It's because a man I've grown to hate over many, many years, the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, former quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, is now the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. And while I'm sure the Jets organization and fans are very happy to have an MVP-level quarterback play for them, it's very difficult for me to release the animosity I have towards him and the way he's treated my Chicago Bears for the past several years. So I'm doing my best. Hard Knocks is really trying to make me fall in love with him, but it's a lot more fun to just hate him. So that's my plan. (laughs) This game is big, though. The Jets have really been working on doing everything it takes to become a full team. Last year, they had a really good defense. Shout out to our boy, Sauce Gardner. He played for the University of Cincinnati, and he's one of those cornerbacks I mentioned. So uh, test for the class. What is a cornerback? It's the player on the defense that's there to guard the wide receivers. So what does that mean for Sauce? He is fast and Even though I made a joke that cornerbacks, you know, can't catch well and that's why they play defense, he actually can. He can definitely intercept the ball. He can keep up with your fastest receivers. He was rookie of the year defensively, and he helped their defense be phenomenal. Their offense was the thing that was definitely lacking. Uh, and so they're hoping that the addition of Aaron Rodgers and friends, because Aaron Rodgers couldn't just show up by himself. He had to invite his friends from Green Bay to come play on the Jets too. They're hoping that this really turns their team around. They also have an amazing talent in Garrett Wilson, who's a wide receiver. And the guy's just an athlete. I mean, when I say that, I mean he... Is just going to get up and find the ball wherever it is. Aaron Rodgers puts it in the air, and most likely he's going to grab it. So it should make for very entertaining football and television altogether. Not to say that their opponent is shabby at all. Their opponent is the Buffalo Bills. They've really had a rise to the top of their division as well. They have been serious contenders in the last couple of years, led at the helm by their quarterback, Josh Allen. They really just have a bunch of talent, and they just keep missing the end goal for whatever reason. Part of it is my secondary team, the Cincinnati Bengals, coming in to snap that away from them, but they're really on the precipice of something up there in Buffalo too. And Bills fans are fantastic. Uh, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about what different fan bases do, you've got to Google watching just the Bills fans at their tailgates because they literally throw people through tables for fun. Should be really interesting. That's your Monday night game at eight fifteen PM Eastern. And that's the slate for week one. You know, To recap, we talked about how each team has 11 players on the field. You have your offense, you have your defense, and the main goal is just to score points, whether that be a touchdown that's worth six points, getting that extra point, which is one point, a two-point conversion that's two points, or even just scoring a field goal for three points, or maybe getting lucky and getting a safety at two points. The goal is to have more points than the other team. You want to chew on something until the next episode? The NFL has decided that you can tie at the end of the game. What is that about? I hate it, but that's just the way that this works. So generally, you're either going to win or lose, but you could also tie. I didn't know that uh, grown men needed to tie at the end of the game, but, I mean, you might as well give them a participation trophy, right? Uh, Anyway, this has been American Football the British Way. I hope you really come back to the next episode. I'm going to dive more into everything there is to know about the basics of football, NFL football. Let's talk penalties next week. There's a lot of them. Stay tuned.